From the land of peeps, Mark Guitar, and Vega-themed baseball teams, it's the Lehigh Valley with Love Podcast! And now your hosts, George Wacker and Tyler Rothrock! Alright, hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Lehigh Valley with Love Podcast. I am your co-host, George Wacker, with co-host Tyler Rothrock, who um, is hungover again, yes. Yeah, okay, yep. so, shocker. I know, so hey, people want to know, bring us up to date, what did you do last night that put you in this position? I was at a wedding, uh, a familiar face, a local legend, Ryan Hill, Arts Quest. Um, we uh, we went to his wedding. He married uh, his wife's name is Rebecca. And Good job. Uh, <laughs> wait, what, what did you? Sh- I just tried picking him up. You don't kill my dog. Janine's <laughs> over here. Uh, I think she, she's taking her aggression out on the dog. <laughs> It's that's probably Did you pick him up by the head. I'm sorry, Lincoln. I probably earned that one for you, but yeah, we were at. Oh, uh, so annoying. Okay, so Ryan and Rebecca's um, wedding at Bellgate Farm, and uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was cool. Um, really nice wedding. Uh, love weddings. Was weddings it a big wedding great. or like a? Uh, it was average wedding? size. I don't know. I don't know how. Like like ours was know. little. Ours was tiny. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think it was perfect. Own. It was yeah. great. Like the weather was great. Was and it mostly I, outdoors, right? Because that's like the, uh, yeah, yeah. It was outdoors, and then um, we ate indoors, and uh, and then, you just and then we waste. went. Yeah, it's good. Best speeches at a wedding. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Ryan is funniest. Funniest slouch. Well, did you know the uh, Ryan's the... brother? Okay. Uh, was the best man. Nice. And was way. He's gonna hate me for. He's way funnier than Ryan. That's, is his brother like, in in me, in, including in like, me? What's his brother do? Is he in like insurance? I don't know what he does, but he should probably take Ryan's job. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> no, it was a great speech. It was, uh, and and her her dad, Rebecca's dad, uh, had a really funny speech too. Good. And it was uh, I I've never been to like, um, uh, a, a Jewish wedding. It was I think. I don't know which side. I think it's her, her side might be Jewish. I don't know. But they we raised them on the, the chairs. Oh, really? It was Nobody sweet. Nobody fell? Good stuff? No, never, I think I think you have to strategically that. plan that I think somebody knows early on. Has so, done it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you do it, if you if they would have done that like around 10 p.m., the, it would we wouldn't have been as good. Well, how far away is from, was the wedding then from here? 20 from minutes. Like, oh, okay, so that's not far. Belgate. It's in um and you know what else is funny? Uh okay, so I'm gonna tell this quick story. It's a it's a I'm I'm gonna apologize to our our last guest, because Helen. So I, Helen uh I I didn't I didn't recognize so I didn't, he's talking about Helen Smith, who yeah. is the talent buyer at Arts Quest, who was on mm-hmm. our podcast last week, who spent, you know, what, a good hour. two hours with us, yeah. an hour and a half. And so I the the bathrooms at Belgate Farms or Belgate Farm is is co-ed. So I, the, they're the most progressive bathrooms in the state. I'm gonna imagine. So you walk in, <laughs> and it's there's just a wall of mirrors, right? And then there's a left and a right, and uh, you just kind of you, you okay. So you walk in. There's a left and a right, and you decide 
which one you go i don't know i didn't know i didn't know i was confused okay so there's a woman washing her hands what are you like uh and i so so i'm like where do i go and she's like you can just go where just pick one i'm like okay and so i go and that woman was helen you didn't say and like I didn't, oh hey i, I did just do, didn't i didn't recognize i was i mean, first of all i'm an idiot number one like that's <laughs> anybody that's listened to the previous 17 knows that i'm an idiot and then I don't know. I just like in her brain. You think she was like, oh, she's probably what like, a douche. Yeah, what a douchebag. That guy can't like. Well, in any scenario that it played out in her head, I'm still a douchebag. Either I don't recognize her, and I should. Were you in the bathroom, dude? I was. She was literally. It, we were in the same mirror, so there was her face, and then her face in the mirror that I didn't recognize. Two faces <laughs> of the same woman couldn't get it together. And then she just directed you, and you're like, "Okay." Yeah, cool. and, she, and looking back, peace out, bathroom lady. Yeah, looking looking back, I heard she was like, "Yeah, either way, okay, see ya." <laughs> like, nice to see you too. Nothing. And then uh, Brogan called. We were leaving, and Brogan called me out for. It. He's like, uh, "And I was like, Jesus, that, that, that I'm sorry, I'm I'm an idiot." That's, but, like, yeah. I want, she probably feels bad for me. Probably yeah. she probably feels sorry like, that. She ever came here and, you know. Next time you see one of the podcast guests who actually came in here. I know. And like you should be like, hey, thanks for doing that. Shout out to Helen. I'm sorry, Helen. I'll never not see you again. Jeez. I will follow you wherever you are and say, hey, Helen, every morning. So then was it just then you got drunk at the wedding and then yeah, you were, did drunk. you go out after? We stopped at the wooden match okay. afterwards. Uh, Dear be. Anna was playing. Um, Janine's uh, sister's uh, boyfriend is the drummer. Ooh, Troy. Sick, Troy sick. crushes it. Nice. And uh, Lorenzo and all the Ben Ben Langs shredding the guitar. Um, that's a great. That's a. If, listen, if you're gonna go watch a local band, uh, you, you gotta catch Dear Anna. The match has a good gig because they're not really close to any. Like any homes, right? I mean, there's a couple like apartment buildings, like, mm-hmm. a quarter mile away, so they yeah. can they, they can, can kind of they can blast it. Yeah, they can get pretty loud. And then during music fest, they just go insane. Mm-hmm. They, right well, there. it was I think it was a match fest there last night. Oh, of course, something fest, something fest. Like everyone's copying the fest thing, like comedy. Not fest. to mention we got we got one of our own coming up. Yeah, crap! Off to plug that. But let's get into the interesting stuff. We do have a guest. We'll get. When we he's gonna be calling in, so mm-hmm. we have decided if if the guest is calling in, we're gonna save them for the end. Yeah. If the guest is in the studio, then we're gonna, you know, get them in on everything. It's just easier that way. Um, but I did have a, a at least two things I want to talk about, <clears throat> and you didn't know about this today because this is a recent one. But here's a story from uh, I don't know Bethlehem, I guess, um, three oh nine in Route one hundred. Which is mm, that's you know, yeah. Allentown. It's yeah. Not, that's not even close to Bethlehem. What am I talking about? You ready for this? I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to okay, read it. Okay, yeah, read it to me. So, Pennsylvania State Police said Henry George Weaver of New Tripoli got into a road rage argument with an unnamed man. You're going to find out why he wants to be unnamed. <laughs> at 8.45 a.m. on Friday at 309 and 100 in Heidelberg Township. So, yeah, it's like Allentown area. Police did not say what sparked the fight or how it escalated. But it led to Weaver, quote, defecating on the victim, end quote, police said. And Weaver, they didn't, and whatever, he got he got charged with harassment. 
That's it. Right. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Like, Assault, I, maybe? Um, defecating, for those who don't know, is, is pooping. I'm glad you brought the four people in the world who didn't know it was up to speed. Uh, like, what? I don't know how that happened. How did have that you happen? ever been in road? Like, have you ever gotten like get in, into such a situation where you've gotten out of your car or? No, so no, I've never. Somebody? No, I've never. Like I've flipped people off and been like "f you," but never. Like, I've gotten like, flipped off. I don't get mad at other like drivers. Really, like, I get mad at people I'll be like, who, who like try to give me the right of way when, like, I shouldn't have it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I'm the one that causes the anger most of the time. Um but it's just weird. Like, this is like a whole new thing that you. So they they got in a road rage. So they're yelling. Of course, they they get to the point which is pretty severe, where they get out of their car. Where at least one guy got out of the car. I'm assuming uh-huh. if he's gonna poop on the other guy, he's got to leave his car. Yeah. He, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Let's Jesus. I mean, I don't know if what kind of like a future vehicle you have where you could poop on somebody and not no. have to leave your car. But George, yes. Well, but the thing is. When you take driver's ed, or any, when you, growing up, you're always taught that don't mess with other drivers because you never know who has a gun, right? right? You never people kn- are just insane. But this brings a whole new level of fear. Like I, that's listen, that's what you should teach in driver's ed. Don't not hey the yes, other person might have a gun, they story. might poop on you. This happened. Yeah, this is like. But how does he even physically do it? As you'll see right now, I could not do that. I am wearing a romper. This isn't the first time he's done a thing like this. Right, but like I'm saying, in order for you or someone to to defecate, it takes a little bit of st- strategy. And don't you, know? you think you would see it coming? Like, <laughs> if someone's going to poop on you, yeah, they're gonna have to take the pants off. Also, that brings up another point: whose fault is it? Is it if you get pooped on? It's a little bit your fault. Well, what if he got like knocked out? You, he was uh, incapacitated on the ground. And, oh man, yeah, I didn't you know? think of it that way. Which that's just kind of like a. And then he pooped on him to be like, this is, you know, like in a, a Mortal Kombat. That, yeah, that's a great finish. finishing move. It's honestly an impressive finishing move. Because there's no other way, unless maybe the guy had a sunroof and he jumped on top of the car. I love how he doesn't like, he doesn't want to be identified. I he's would like, be like, no way are you putting me. But it's like, so there's like, he's like this mystery man out there. Like, you don't know. And it could be in the guy in the car next to you. You don't even know. You don't, you've got to feel bad for this individual. Well, you, he lucked out though. Like he's not on the internet, and he's not going to volunteer this information. I don't think I would have. Oh, oh, the guy who got pooped on doesn't want to. Right. Oh, that's cool. That's. I'm funny. sure they were like, "All right, we'll keep you out of yeah, this." Yeah, he's one. He, right now. He's eating breakfast somewhere. Oh, like, I man, I got to go talk to a therapist. I, I just got pooped on. I wonder, like, did he see it like coming out at him, or was it like an after thing? Like, oh, you pooped on I, me. I, I wish we could get him on as a guest. That'd be it, a great. It's just guest. there's so much. Because the the police story is only it's like three paragraphs you, long. You would hope that he was unconscious, and he. But then you wake up and you're like, oh man, I just got hit. Oh, then, oh man. Yeah, I and I would I hope got... that he got knocked out, and then got pooped on. <laughs> Otherwise, he's really bad at defending himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, because again, if somebody poops on you, I think at that point you have the the right as a citizen to pretty much do whatever. I think murder is okay. But like, but like the guy pooped on me. It's kind of like recess. You should get a, if you get pooped on and you don't do anything back. You get the cops should be like, we've also arrested this guy because he didn't retaliate from getting pooped on. That's a that's cra- that's a funny story. That's so what, that, if that, this guy, you can anonymously call in or email us at leahvalleywithlove at gmail dot com if you would like to tell us. I mean, we won't release your name, but I'd like to know more of the story. 
I'd like to know how this pooping. Maybe he's into it. Maybe he liked it. That's why he doesn't want to be identified. Maybe it's his thing. He's like, I'm going to purposely start a road rage incident <laughs> for the chance that this yeah. guy might poop on me. Yeah, maybe he's maybe they're old friends and this was the thing <laughs> they did. And the cops just happened to get called. Just, maybe he maybe the maybe road, like, no, this is every Thursday. Maybe Bob, maybe the pooping wasn't up to his standard. And that's why he got mad. <laughs> Maybe. That's where the rage came in. Or maybe the guy has poop problems, like he can't control it. Like I see commercials for that all the time. What a what a superhero power that would be if he Awful. was a. Imagine if he was a superhero. His his powers <laughs> pooping getting, on people. We're moving on from this. <laughs> so we actually got a request from our our buddy Willie. Um, this is funny because the same time, so I was driving into. Blues, Brews, and Barbecue at um, in downtown Allentown yesterday, mm-hmm. which is a great event. If you haven't been to it, it's in downtown Allentown, like 7th and Hamilton. goes down a couple of streets, and they block off the streets. So it's, you know, it's like your Bethlehem-type festival, which, whatever. It's okay that they're copying it. Yeah. Um, great event. Stopped at Queen City Barbecue. Awesome stuff. Talk to Christian there. We're going to do a podcast. Nice. The Bayou. Nice. Um. But on the way there, I saw these, you know, like your regular yard sale that you would see on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, sometimes I've, I've, I'll be honest, I've stopped at some if I've been like, that's a cool, yeah. stupid thing I might want or whatever. But then I've been seeing all these ones. That Says the guy in the pineapple onesie. Dude, right it's now. a romper. It's <laughs> romper. Cool. I'm wearing this down to the food truck festival in about 45 minutes. Um, oh, should we take Troy to that? Bethlehem, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Maybe we'll go down that. Right. Food trucks and beers. Anyway. So my so I'm driving by. I see this um yard sale, but it's all like new shampoo, new <laughs> laundry detergent, yeah. like brand new. Like so, a dollar store. And you know what? I thought like I figure I'm a smart guy. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. But I didn't figure it out. I Arguably thought, smart. Yeah. I thought it like fell I'm wearing a onesie <laughs> with shorts. Um I thought like, oh, maybe it, like, fell off the truck, uh-huh. or, like, I just didn't understand, so I actually put a post up on Leah Valley with Love. I'm like, what? Like, honestly, can you tell me, because I don't get it. And right away, people are like, well, it's coupons. So I guess people get coupons, and they go buy this stuff at, like, zero, like, they get it for free, or it's, like, 90% off, and then they sell it on the street, or in front of their home, yeah. illegally, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that can't Who's be. Who's going to start cracking down? I don't know. I think we saw Listerine for sale. But it makes, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but how much money are they making? I mean, Just I don't like they're know. Maybe, one, one day a year. Maybe they, they're making a ton of money. Like, if they're selling all of their shampoo and they're making 100% or 80, 90% profit, they're maybe bringing in a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a sushi dinner. I don't know. Like, that's <laughs> Seems like a lot of work for me. To me, it seems like a ton of work. Uh, yard sales always kind of weirded me out. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been to like a big uh, organized one? No. Where it's, it's just like every house is selling stuff like that. And everybody's like, like haggling each other for I their just... for their things that they're like their items from their life. And like now I'm selling you these items from my life, and you're saying they're worth less than what? <laughs> like if they got like if if I would say I would sell like an old set of golf clubs, they were very important to me at one time. One dollar. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, these golf clubs, I'll sell them to you for fifty dollars or 
they're, they're special. But then some idiots like I'll give you nine dollars for well, them. I love it because they probably they saw your like childhood those... is worth six percent of what you think. They it's saw worth. those reality shows that are like you got to haggle. Yeah, right? it's like well, I guess you can haggle, and it's just annoying. It's like that that whole like the haggling like no, this is what it costs. You can't <laughs> go to like I can't go to like the like. The bar like that, like how much is this beer? Four dollars. All right, I'm gonna to give $3. you. Th- I'm gonna give you three eighty, and I'm gonna get six of them. What you can't see the trick is you want to go to, and this may come off bad. I don't know, but you want to go to to yard sales in nicer neighborhoods because <laughs> yeah. then they're gonna have nicer stuff. And for some reason, they sell them at the same price right, yeah. as anywhere else. But they just happen to have like, hey, here's a here's a flat screen TV we're selling because we have thirteen. And we want to get rid of this one. The other day, uh, we were driving somewhere, and um, there was a a sign for, it said, huge baby sale. Because I guess they were selling baby clothes. And you didn't get a picture of it? I did. I have a picture of it. Yeah, I have a picture of it. And and I just, I put it on Instagram. It's like, there's so many ways. Like, is it a, I took it as just like this big sale of babies. They have all races, but they're really big babies. (laughs) Like the huge baby sale, like the ones that the hospitals like these are too big of babies to give back to the parents, so we're just gonna sell them on this street. But yeah, I was driving. I was I forget what reason. I was in Easton for some reason. And yeah, for what reason? Yeah, Jeez, sure. that's a. And I ended up in like Forks Township, and I was driving. It was by this, um, whatever Bushkill Township. And I saw a sign, and I put it on Leah Valley with Love, and it was some guy, I, I'm assuming it's a guy, but he wrote, I'm having a yard sale at, here's my address, the wife says I have to sell this stuff, or I have to leave. <laughs> and you put it online, and people got all, I'm 95% sure it's a joke. Yeah. But people online were like, she should divorce him, and they get it really What? Awkward. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this guy put this up as a, a joke. You know, if, you know what signs I love seeing are the... I will buy your home with cash sign written in marker. It's like you don't have enough cash to get a real sign. How are you going to afford this house? Those are scams, by the way, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I know a good scam when I see them. So we should start a scam. We could do, you know what? Uh, pyramid schemes are all the rage. Yeah. You just need some sort of thing we that just, people want to buy into. The podcast. You could sponsor our podcast. Well, I think that's just sponsoring the podcast. We need to like mm. say if you get five people to sign up, and then they get five people to sign up. Yeah. Then you're gonna make more money, which is I had. I don't think I've, I won't name the name, but back I think I told this story before. Like somebody tried to sell me a a pyramid a pyramid scheme. scheme, and I was so offended. Like I still I'm so mad about it because they're like, hey, I have this business opportunity, uh-huh. and I was kind of not that far out of college so i thought it would be i'm like wow this is neat they, they respect me enough that they want to amway global me, and they're like you want to sell you you could sell this juice yeah I'm like, somebody approached me here. about that too I'm like, one just, time. like you think i'm that dumb i you, actually went to the meeting but like they did it and well enough that i'm like well i respect you so i'm gonna give you time to talk to me and then they're immediately just trying to scam me and yeah. i'm like i guess i look that stupid right that you could do that so whatever but yeah, I'm a big. Uh, oh, so back to the whole point is. So it's interesting that they're they're couponing. I guess and people are like, you can't, you can't get mad at people trying to make a dollar, which I'm not. I get it. It just seems like a but lot. But you of war. you get one dollar. I'm not. I'm not mad at people trying to make a dollar. But it any more than yeah. one, I have a problem with. It just seems like you a can ton. make your dollar. 
but don't make two. And then these things too, which is what I said our friend Willie brought up, was the fact that they're they have all this stuff that they're essentially gonna make all this profit on. So you can't find parking. Yeah. And they're doing them in, in towns where it's like it's not meant. Right. right know, they're not zoned. For, yeah. They don't have parking lots. It's not a flea market. Um, this isn't the wild mm-hmm. wild west. So should we? I think maybe we should have a crackdown. We should go out and do some yard sale policing. Yeah, I'm in. We'll get we'll your uniform will be these pineapple rompers. We'll get a we'll get our own badges. We'll be citizen. We'll be the 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 local watch. And I know that it's you know some people might think that this is a little cold hearted, but I think that you know if if you're gonna try to break the rules, yeah, that there needs to be people who enforce it, and and you're, you're scamming yeah the system. I agree. I agree with or you. Or whatever. I mean, coupons are great, but the only coupons I ever use are. The fake ones that you get on the internet when they're yeah. like, this is 10% off, and it's like, it's already priced up a million times. Or the ones at CVS now, like the really long. They come like on your receipt. Yeah, and there's like, they're taller than my daughter. <laughs> and I'll, I'll use them. That's about it. Yeah, I don't really dig into receipts to, or uh, the coupons, but I know somebody that does. I know somebody very yeah. well that. Or like if McDonald's is having one of those specials, like yeah. two Big Macs yeah. for five bucks. Yeah. That's a good coupon. Um, so we do, I said we do have a, a guest. We're going to bring on um, Mr. Doug Heater in a second here after this quick break. Doug works for Service Electric, but also the Iron Pigs. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's going to be calling the the shots at the Grand Prix next weekend. Oh, the Grand Prix, which we will not be at. I will be there. You'll be there? I, I think guess we're so. not fielding a team. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did with Corey. It Corey. just it just it didn't work out. We just didn't have the manpower. And we'd like to do it. It's an awesome event. So we'll be back, but uh, go to the Grand Prix. It's on the sixteenth at Arts Quest. Yeah, it's and awesome, also but... Friday and Sunday of that weekend they do you can for twenty five dollars I think own, you could yeah. drive on your own. So No, th- that event is the best and we wish we could do it. It's just Let's be honest. It's we built a team that was supposed to cream everybody, yeah, and we, if we didn't do it, you know, we would have been made fun of. Yeah, we can't come back with. So I'm not going like to come back with slouches. me driving. I drove like four laps. Like yeah. it's not. I'm not the person that was supposed to yeah. be in the in the thing. So that's you know, it, it is what it is. But all right, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Doug Heater. So sit tight. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. You can catch me doing live stand-up this weekend without George. Win-win. Um, Friday and Saturday, I'll be featuring at Wisecrackers at the, in Allentown, 9 p.m. Friday night, I'll also be going over to Steel Stacks for Spitfire. And also Saturday night, I'll be doing a benefit show uh, at the Econo Lodge in Allentown, raising money for a good friend of mine's granddaughter. So come out to one of those shows or all those shows and uh, also go watch go see George's show on Thursday. Okay, and we're back here with Doug Heater. Doug, are you there? Yes. All right. Hey, Doug. How are you? This is Tyler. Hey, guys. Hey, how you so doing? Good. We, we, um, we brought you on. It's summertime. It's the school's out. So the iron pigs are like in full swing at the yeah, well, moment. Well, first year for everybody, this is, you're you're you you do the color commentary for the iron pigs, or you're you um. I'm, I'm actually you, I'm not, I'm actually the I guess you'd call me the field reporter. Field reporter, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
and uh, for Service Electric, right? Yes. Cool. And how long have you been doing that? This will be my oh boy, this is the ninth. Nice. It's the ninth season doing Iron Pig stuff. Man, and they've only been around for what eleven? Eleven. I missed the first two years. Yeah. <laughs> were you so always? This is my ninth. Were you always in TV, or how did you get uh, hooked up with Service Electric? What is it? Was it like a thing you always wanted to do? Um, and yeah, how did you get? Uh, how did you get your start? How did you get your start? Yeah. Uh, so I I started working part time for the uh, radio station located over here at Easton. Uh, back in like 94, 95. And then um, I just did like a couple of shows a week. And then through connections that I had made there, I started working part-time at Service Electric doing some basketball games and wrestling mainly in the winter. They didn't really have anybody that, that did wrestling. Okay. So I kind of got, I got to connected through service with wrestling. And then I started doing football in the fall. And then in 2004, I think it was, is when we started – doing our lehigh valley sports scene mm -hmm. that's when it became uh, i started doing more things and then they hired me full-time in 2005 and then that's that the rest is history yeah and so you when you you're, you're the field reporter for the iron picks so the the day-to-day -day duties are you 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 just interview players coaches like uh did you get to do, talk to them during the game do you, do you have any like in well for lack of a better word inside baseball on uh, some of the iron pigs like uh, culture. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I interview those guys. I usually do one every day that when they're home for the pregame show, and then if they win, I'll do an interview at the end of the game. Um, during the game, you know, we're we're not we're off, they're off limits to us talk to, right. but I'll you know, I'll be around the dugout or something. You know, usually I usually hang out there for the last couple innings of the game, especially if they're winning, just getting ready for a. For an interview, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, I'm around the guys, the players, the manager uh, quite a bit. Yes. So, what do you have any? What are some of your favorite players like for the past? I mean, ten years is a nine, ten years is a long time. Um, do you have any players that were just always like you knew that they were going to be a great interview or a joy to talk to? Well, Brandon Moss has always been my favorite. Now he played for them in 2011 and that was the first year that they went to the playoffs right and that was also ryan sandberg's first year oh yeah yeah he was um he was probably the one of the biggest characters they had and uh he was great with us we had a segment we called moss mondays and he would actually join us live <laughs> for about three or four minutes during our pregame show we used to do it down on the field in front of the dugout and uh, we talk. He was a you know he would hunt groundhogs outside the ballpark before the game. Really? They have that. He would go out. I mean I don't know. Well, I, people knew about it, so I guess it's okay to talk about it. But he would go out with his bow and arrow oh, and shoot the groundhogs <laughs> down in the uh, in the woods there below on the backside of where the, the their home dugout and their home clubhouse is. So he would tell stories about that, and uh, and that was just a that that team was uh, was a lot of fun. They made they made they made the playoffs the last couple. Of years, but that was the first team that made it, and there was a lot of special guys, a lot of characters. But he, he definitely, um, he stands out as the as my favorite. He was a, a great interview and just a fun guy to be around. Mm -hmm. And do like AAA. I mean, for people who like baseball, you know, there's obviously the, the difference between going to a Phillies game and an Iron Pigs game. There's so much more. Well, I don't say more, but it's it's family fun. It's affordable fun. Do you find there's maybe a different or like a, a fun atmosphere just because it's triple a and there's guys who are, you know, maybe hopeful they're getting the call up that type of thing. 
Well, I think as far as the fans come, I think it's more of a, of a family type thing. I don't think as many people are going to an Iron Pigs game uh, anticipating, or, or I guess I should say, uh, really intense on them winning or losing the game. I think they're yeah. going to see the Pigs for a lot of enjoyment. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the team the team's success is, is kind of secondary, whereas you're going to a Phillies game, it's, you know, right, you're right. kind of living and dying with every pitch. But I think as far as the accessibility, I and mean, the players are great. They have multiple times where the fans can come around and get autographs before the game. And, of course, before the game, a lot of guys are milling around. So I, I think – I mean, I haven't been to a major league game or as many major league games over the last couple of years because I'm usually going to right, the Pigs yeah. games. But I think just, just to promote it or to talk about it, I mean, it's a great experience. And it's, uh, there's so many guys that we have seen from the Iron Pigs that play for the Phillies now – or just teams yeah. from just guys from other teams that are playing in the big leagues, it's it's amazing. So it's you know it's a great experience and a great opportunity for people to get a chance to see these guys, you know, the players of the future, so to speak. Yeah. Um, have you on that? Have you seen or been uh, close enough to witness any call up, like like re- like the, be close to somebody getting called up, like where you're there, you see their reactions kind of like pretty soon after it happens. Do you have any stories about that? Yeah, so I have two. Uh, one of them was Justin DeFreitas, so that he hasn't played for the Phillies in a while. Uh, we were It was a Sunday morning game, and uh, he was out in the outfield during batting practice just shagging fly balls. And we saw, you kind of, after so many years, you kind of know when, with the, the, the based on the reaction of the manager, that this is going to be what, <laughs> what he's going out there for. And he, they ran out and, it was just—it was kind of cool to see him get the reaction out in the field. You could see him shaking hands, he's high five and hugging everybody. And then as That's he's awesome. running into the dugout, you know, this huge grin on his face, and he's running in the back, you know, because he's got to get himself uh, changed and, and get out of there. So he had to that go right to—he had to go right to the. He, the... Yeah, usually a, a lot of the times these guys get called up, it's instant. Um, oh man, I've had. Well, there's two others. That one of the other one, I saw Ken Giles when he was playing here yeah. uh, before he got <laughs> traded. Um, what was unique about that is that I witnessed this as he was leaving the ballpark with the clubhouse manager, and was told I couldn't say anything because <laughs> sometimes the Phillies don't like it if we find out before sure. um, some of their people it? do. Yeah. So right. So I saw that again. It was fun to see the grin in his face, but. When Adam Morgan got called up a few years ago, well, this is my favorite one because I had found out about it. Um, it happened like it, it must have been two or three days, and he got his major league debut was on Father's Day, which was kind of cool for yeah. him because mm-hmm. his dad was there and everything. But we actually found out about it uh, when it happened, and he wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to tell anybody, so he for about three days kept telling me, you know, no, it's it's not it's not happening. And then finally, when it was official. He was able to tell me, you know, hey, listen, I'm sorry. You know, I wasn't even allowed to call my parents. The Phillies oh, wanted me to be quiet. Wow. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a weird dynamic sometimes when they want, when the Phillies want to release information as opposed to when we find out about it. Mm-hmm. But that's get, one that really felt good. You got to get some Brian Colangelo, like, burner accounts for Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, good, <laughs> that's a good idea, yeah. Uh, it, but it's... That was a neat one, too, just because uh, he got the chance to, to make his debut on Father's Day. His dad was there. He was real emotional about it. But uh, th- those are kind of the ones that stand out that I have actually at least witnessed with my, you know. I, well, there was one, Eric Kratz, before he was a Philly, 
he got called up during the All-Star game in 2010 huh. in the dugout when he played at Indy. So they actually let him know during the game. And I oh. think they did that kind of on purpose because uh-huh. it was national, you know, national telecast. And they, they, his manager came up to him, told him. But that was kind of a cool, yeah, cool, cool one to witness, too. And yeah. I think one of the things with the, the Iron Pigs, too, is that they just keep it fresh and fun. I mean, they're not just a local um, you know, phenomenon. They've had multiple national stories or national attention for some of the marketing things they do and mm-hmm. and all that so it, i mean is it great to also work with uh, a team that you know you know that is going to be bringing in a lot of fun stuff all the time like the iron pigs are not gonna um sit around and not let fun happen it seems like they're they're in mm-hmm. the the front of minor league baseball when it comes to that yeah there's no question i mean the improvement well, first of all the improvements that they do to the stadium mm-hmm. every year I mean, those are those are nice to see, uh, but yeah, some of the unique um, promotions. I know that the urinal games is one that oh, yeah. I think a lot of people will remember. I was one of the While first to try that faded out. Away, that, yeah, that that's that's kind of faded in the background now, but that was obviously one of the more one of the more popular ones that they had. But they've had they've had some really cool acts there. Some of the more unique um, performances, whether it was during I know the All Star year, they had some cool ones. But there's no question that they just um, some of the giveaways are neat. Obviously, the fireworks are great for everybody. But yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice to be part of of a team like that where they're constantly right. trying to make themselves better when they almost don't have to. I mean, they're still always drawing six hundred thousand plus every year, but they continue to work forward to to try to make themselves just more and more right, yeah. intriguing and interesting and inviting to the fans. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't. So I don't want to, for lack of a better word, I don't. I don't mean to switch gears, but um, you're also are you? I've I talked to Ryan Kelly over there. He said you're also calling the Grand Prix, the Steel Stacks Grand Prix again. Yes, yeah. that on Saturday. So we, me and George, we're champions. We're, we're the we're, we're the defending champions. Yeah. We obviously we don't have a team this year, but um, is that something? Did you load the team again? Did you guys? Load no, we, we don't have one. <laughs> we don't have one. There's there's a rumor that there's a couple ringers coming again. We got really lucky last year. Um, just in the fact that like some people are friends with Marco, and then we had uh, people are friends with Corey Lewis, who we had on the podcast two weeks ago. He's a Lamborghini driver, and it just happened that it worked out, and we were able to do it. It was a lot of fun, and we know that you know the kids were able to like drive against Marco, and it was crazy. But yeah, this year the timing didn't quite work out, but mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll probably still be down there and cheering everybody on. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah. that event. Uh, Obviously, last year was the first year, but do you have any uh, input on how you felt that went, or what you're looking forward to this year? And is is calling a, a ra- how how different is calling a race, yeah. but uh, than calling a baseball game? Like, so I have I've been I've I have a good racing background, at least the fact that I've, I've been a fan of that sport since I was probably five years old. All right. So that obviously helps. I've been to. You know, I went to a lot of the dirt tracks locally in Flemington when Nazareth was still open. Mm -hmm. I went to that as a kid and as an adult, so I've always liked it. But what was kind of unique about that was that, well, the scoring system helped, and then watching the qualifying heats helped to know which teams were running. The the, uh, feature event I ended up having to do by myself, Mm -hmm. but it worked out pretty good. Once I got to where where I knew where the guys were, you know, and our guys did a great job of of covering that. Oh, yeah. Cameras all over the place. Oh, it was nuts. Yeah. It was really good. Now, what was neat for me is when I got there last year, we had a team in the race, but the guys couldn't make it, so I got to run in it. 
and then they wired me. They actually wired me up. I, I had a wireless oh, right. mic and I yeah. had a earpiece, so I got a chance to. Ra- that was. Now I'm not doing that this year. At least that's what I was told. So that was awesome. Yeah. But, so did you get to, that? Was that was? Did you get to ride against uh, like Marco and Corey? Was it? Were you in the same? Well, we were, no. I, well, I don't know. I, we were in the second. We were in the second heat, the second qualifying group. So I think you guys might have been in the first. Yeah, one. I think we went first. But yeah. our right i know yeah our, our guys we didn't do great i know the key i know the strategy now I know <laughs> get marco in well i know and they they told me they're flipping the track that the pits are going to oh, be on the opposite okay. side yeah they're going to do a great job and, i don't again like we, we're hoping um it, honestly the reason we can't is because these guys are going to a, a bachelor party yeah, so if it wasn't Montreal. for that we would have a team um but we're still okay. like we think it's a, a fantastic thing and uh, we're looking forward just to go down as fans this year. So yeah, we're looking forward be, to the coverage. It's going to be fun. And so you guys, yeah, that we, was, well, go ahead. Well, I will tell you this, what I understand now we're, we're going to, so the finals are at six thirty, mm-hmm. but I believe we're televising all the qualifying heats from noon until then we're going to have that all on all day. Oh, That's nice. Great. And then we'll have, and then our coverage like will officially begin at six o'clock at night. Once the qualifying is done, uh-huh. to kind of you know go re- recap the day and then do the finals, but that was that was a lot of fun last year, yeah. and that was uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that again. I remember immediately saying like, "Listen, if we do this again, I want to be part of it." <laughs> and I remember the guys Barry and uh, Jim talking about how they wanted to tweak it so they could get like a public racing all day deal, and they weren't sure how to do it. Well, yeah, I, I guess this the, was yeah. the right call. To, yeah, do it Saturday and then let the people come in on Sunday. That that'll that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, we're looking forward to going down. Um, but yeah, we we appreciate you calling in. Anything that anything coming up special? You, anything that you're excited about? Uh, the the I think the pig. When are the pigs home next? Yeah, they tomorrow. They're they're home for seven seven days. There's seven a doubleheader Tuesday, so we have eight games. So I have pigs games every day this week except Saturday. Saturday I'll be doing the race. Mm-hmm. And then they close the homestand on Father's Day, so it's going to kind of be a, a little bit of a busy week. Yeah. But it's good to be back back in the flow, and I'm hoping we're going to have summertime weather consistently now yeah, moving exactly. forward. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know. well, so people can check you out on Service Electric, right, Doug Heater. Um, yep. Thank you for calling. We'll see you Saturday. All right, guys. I look forward to that. Thank you. Right, thank awesome. you. I don't want to do it to finish last, but the point was if we have the opportunity Let's to do get it. these yeah. big players – that's what that's what we're there for. There's other guys who are obviously much regular dudes who are much better drivers than I am. That's right. never the point. Well, that's the other the thing. The point is to put together a fun team for everybody. Yeah, the um, I think it's the, it's an event that will just keep growing every year and uh, keep getting better. So I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I think. I think we got to get down to that food truck festival. Well, I'm heading down there. If you can see, I'm ready. I got my yeah. I know you're whoever's listening. You're listening to this on in the future, but George looks like the mascot of a food truck festival. (laughs) I'm wearing a pineapple adorned. My daughter picked this out on Amazon. She is uh, not two years old yet, (laughs) so she liked the pineapples. So we have pineapple onesie. It's it's a lot easier to pee out of than you would think. <laughs> yeah, you hear the zipper here. So we're, we're we're covering almost all the the blue material <laughs> yes. in one day. So it's uh, it's good. Um, so yeah, so that's it. We want to thank Doug for coming on. Uh, we're heading down to the food truck festival. We're gonna have some more stuff, fun stuff for you next week, and we'll find out where Tyler. Congratulations was. to Ryan and Rebecca. Oh, yeah. Congratulations the Hills. to Ryan. 
And Rebecca, getting married is something. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Bye.